here we are. Welcome to uh, Unsigned 518. I'm on the on the road today. I'm here uh, at Studio F uh, with Dave Tayo. I'm going to tell uh, Dave just a, a brief story about what led us to this literal last minute uh, podcast episode. I won't I won't say names, you know, because I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But <laughs> the guest that was supposed to come over yesterday right before they got to my house, had gotten uh, rear-ended at a stop sign. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, they were fine, uh, but apparently it was like a bigger vehicle that hit their smaller vehicle in the back, and it like shattered out the back windshield and like did a well, decent amount of damage. And then later on, they sent me a picture of it, and I was like, oh, my God, it literally happened, like, at the end of my driveway. And, I, and I'm, like, inside, laying on the couch, watching Bob's Burgers with no idea. Like, I'm just like... So they obviously had bigger things to deal with yeah. than uh, the podcast, so um, I needed a, a last-minute guest, and I said, I'm going to see if my friend David Tayo's available. What's up? And I, yeah. and I caught you kind of... In the middle of uh, painting and doing, <laughs> doing other work, but, but you were able to give me a couple minutes to hang. So Hell yeah, man. Anytime. We, we kind of want to catch up and see what's going on um, in the studio. I don't know if the studio wasn't anywhere near being built when you were first on the podcast, I don't believe, right? No, it had a long way to go. Because it's like you built it from the ground up, literally, yeah. Yeah. and now it's, you know, we're sitting in essentially a finished studio you know there's pretty much that that need to be be patched in but uh the heart of it is here the white piano is here (laughs) so um i guess we want to talk about some projects that you've been working on Mm -hmm. you've got a lot of cool stuff we will definitely hit on you just produced shortwave radio bands yep uh latest single that uh well because this is coming out in 14th? 40, in, yeah, the, this episode is coming out in less than 48 hours from right now. So. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the single is coming out the 15th. 15th, okay. And what's today? Uh, shit, I have no idea. <laughs> Sunday. The All Sunday. right, so it's coming out in nine days. Coming out in nine days. So, nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll it's coming out shortly, and I don't know, maybe we'll play it on the show. We, we could. We'll, we'll, we'll decide. I think we this. should. We'll decide. It. All right. Well, then it's decided. <laughs> um, but we want to talk about other stuff because I know you had, you were talking about a, a, a pretty heavy band that you're producing. I've mm-hmm. actually been in contact with them to come on the show, so I want to hear a little bit about, about that. I know cool. you've got other projects going on, so we could talk about what you're producing, um, what people can expect coming out, and also a little bit about the studio and what you actually do and and because i don't know if we talked when you were first on i don't know if we went super deep into what you do and and how it is that you're so knowledgeable about it and how long you've been doing it and teaching it and so yeah we can break that down sure so actually let's start with that um music production you know Mm -hmm. aside from you being a musician being in all these bands whatever just the behind the scenes stuff because you produce a lot of bigger stuff in the 518 i know you've done aaron hark stuff Mm -hmm. um again (laughs) our stuff uh (laughs) but where did that journey start with the behind the scenes the production production yeah um so i was 11 years old and i had already started singing uh, I started singing when I was probably four or five years old. I loved Michael Jackson. 
and uh, you know had the the, the red jacket that my parents got me for Christmas <laughs> with the, the silver studs and all that stuff is my Michael Jackson jacket. Uh, but no, when I was when I was eleven years old, it's a it's a pretty specific memory. I was eleven or twelve. I have a very specific memory of my sister showing me uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And my sister's a couple years older than me, and so you know, when you got older siblings, the music that they listen to is cool, you know. And sometimes, uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, it was a life changing moment because I, at that point, I had started playing guitar. I started playing guitar when I was when I was ten, and um, you know, when I heard Bohemian Rhapsody, I knew that there were things like bands and people got together and made songs and all this stuff. But when I heard that song, I didn't know what the hell I just heard. Right. And that ju- it just blew my mind, and I kind of decided, like right then and there, whether I meant to or not, that like I'm just going to figure out how to do that. And it's it's like almost literally been an every single day since process. Um, so I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what music engineering was. I didn't know what music production was. You know, I I think I knew that like studios were a thing. You know, like bands would go to places and record. Right. But, I don't know if, if you were like me. I always thought that like every song that you heard was basically the band went in and played it live. Did it live? <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. you're like, oh wow, these guys are really good. I, it was, yeah. You know, I was probably my late teens when I really started being like when I got into radio. When I was like, oh shit, there's you so know, much I more wonder. I don't know if I had that if I had that uh, revelation at the time, but perhaps I did think that. And then hearing Bohemian Rhapsody, you just know that they're not doing that, right? Right. You know, like what band has 150 singers in it? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that all sound like Freddie Mercury, you know? <laughs> right? You know, so maybe that's maybe that's what what yeah, what I mean, intrigued it, me so much is because I knew it wasn't that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was probably the Wall, uh, Pink Floyd's mm. The Wall. Like, yeah, you know, the production on that is you know listening to it in headphones was kind of like the whoa, like things are going from left to right and like panning and shit and like. So I mean, obviously, my level of production is you know being a you know, a radio producer, like it was mostly cutting of mm-hmm. spoken word. Like I'm a, I'm a whiz with cutting spoken word. True. But when it comes to, you know, setting levels of this or how something fits in a mix, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, and we've talked, you know, off air, hanging out several times and you've tried to show me and I still like don't get, you know, it's such a, it's such a lengthy process. It's yeah. not really something that somebody can just do you know yeah so it's, it takes a while mixing especially because there's different stages to production uh to music production but mixing is its own little thing and you know there's all kinds of different engineers and most engineers can do can wear many hats but if you think of a recording engineer as a person who actually tracks the recording the mixing engineer is the person who takes that tracked recording and makes it into a stereo file, like a, a mix, right? Then there's a mastering engineer who takes that stereo file and makes it into a distributable format, you know, like a CD or whatever. So like, uh, you know, and in live, there's a front of house engineer. He's the guy who is mixing what the audience hears. There's a monitor engineer. He's the guy who's in charge of mixing what the band is hearing on stage. Right. A lot of people don't know that monitor engineer is a thing. It's an extremely important job. We Yeah, we had a... Uh, um, you know, because we're a new band, but when we played at Putnam Place, like, you know, having someone work the monitor for it, we were just like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> right? We're like, can I hear a little more of myself out of that speaker? And he's like, yeah, sure. And you're like, oh shit, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, like, we're used to playing in places, you know, where you don't, you don't necessarily get that, that full, yeah. that full treatment. So yeah, the, 
things that people take for granted. You know? Oh yeah, you probably play places where there there aren't even monitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, just good luck, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I mean, you know, and we're you know not the most complicated band, so like a lot of those times we're like, yeah, we can play these four chords yeah. without necessarily hearing every note ourselves. Like, right. You know? See, a lot of people don't don't understand that like when you're on stage. You can't hear yourself. Yeah, yeah. The audience can hear you just mm-hmm. fine, but you don't hear yourself yeah, hardly we're at all. Standing behind speakers, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And you know, we've tried the in ears, mm-hmm. and I mean, I really am hoping that eventually I'll get like really used to it. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like not to tape myself, but I feel like you know the six million dollar man with all this shit hanging off me, and like, <laughs> you know, you've seen me play. I I go wireless with my bass so that I can spin around and mm-hmm. leave the stage and. And I'm like, when I'm like tethered like that, I'm like, holy shit! I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do that. So, so you had wired in ears. They're wired. Well, yeah, they're wired in ears. Yeah. So it goes. You know, I have a yeah, that could be tricky. XLR hanging out of my ass like a tail. And uh-huh. like it's it's pretty weird. So, but you know, a lot of the times, again, the nature of what we're playing for music, I don't necessarily need to hear everything super crisp and clear because mm-hmm. we're. A, punky garage band we're used to playing in a you know yeah garage. we'll pour john back there on the drums yeah. see he i can brings his own monitor i don't know if you knew that. oh does he yeah he brings his that own makes monitor. sense yeah that's the thing i mean i was the the drummer in probing digit for you know for many years and being a drummer on stage you know you've got the loudest instrument right there between you and all your bandmates which is your drum set right in front of you you know and if you don't have monitors as a drummer you know, there it's entirely possible that you can't hear the singer, or th- or that you can't hear the guitar. It's actually, yeah. more probable than possible. You yeah. you know, like John has said that you know so many times. Like, can't I can't hear you guys like at mm-hmm. all? And like I just, for the most part, like I'm visu- very visual with John. Like you know, because I play bass and he's drums. So mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the times, so I'll position myself so that I can just look over and watch his feet. You know, sure. watch his bass foot and be like, all right, there he is, there he is. But yeah, it's tough when he can't hear. You know? Nope. Never think about that shit. You know? <laughs> Never think about the things that. we take for granted. So, where would mm. you say is your strength? Like, you know, obviously you could probably fit yourself anywhere into that structure. You know, whether it's you know uh, engineering or mastering or mixing or whatever. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Like your not even your strength. Where would you say like your you really like being in that process? Like, what's the most I was actually ready to answer my strength. All right, well, you're <laughs> gonna answer that, that, that anyway. Your strength, yeah, yeah. What's your strength? So it's, I, th- I think, I think it's this. Like, I, I play a lot of different instruments. I'm not a master at any of them, but I'm fairly good at most of them, yes. right? And so, and I've, and I've done so in bands. I was, you know, a rhythm guitar player and bipolar. I was the lead singer of my high school band. I was the drummer in Probing Digit. I've sat in, you know, on bass before with, you know, a couple of different projects. So I know what it's like to be the musician in, you know, in whatever role the musician is, 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 is playing, whether it's live or in the studio or whatever. So I feel like that gives me a huge leg up because I can connect immediately with whomever, whomever I'm working with, if that even makes sense. Yeah, um, you know, so like, cause, cause I kind of know where you're coming from, you know, or as a songwriter myself, if somebody comes to me with a song that they've written, you know, I, I, I'm, know what it's like to be in their shoes and so we can kind of like very quickly get to the heart of it almost no matter who it is you know like recently i've i've done 
you know, a, a, a smooth jazz uh, production and a death metal production, like, like basically right. at the same time. And it doesn't matter like what kind of music it is because like, you know, when I was in high school, I was in the jazz band. I was in the choral ears in high school. So I, you know, kind of have the more formal stuff, but I was also in a rock band and I was also in a comedy act. And, you know, so I think the strength is that I can kind of immediately connect with you and figure out, you know, where you're trying to be because I know where you are. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's why we like working with you is that it's super, super easy. You know, cool. like we're just like, oh, here's this, you know, very basic idea. And, you know, you're like, well, what if we did, it? you know, it's not like we're ever like, mm, I don't, I don't like that idea, Dave, <laughs> like, whatever you're like, what about this? We're like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then what about we do this here? Uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, so like you do understand us and where it's supposed to go. And mm-hmm. it's takes us places that we didn't even know that we wanted to be. But you're kind of like, no, this is where you want to be. And we're like, oh, fuck, yeah, it totally is where we want to be. You <laughs> cool. Know? So. That's important, and, I, and, not, and not that I have a, a long history of working with other producers, but I feel like that's a rarity that, like, you know, because I hear, you know, mostly with, like, bigger acts, but, like, you always hear about clashes with the producer. And yeah. I don't know if that's, like, ego with the band or ego with the producer, but, like, we've never had, you know, I've never experienced a clash in the three songs that we've done with you, well, three songs and a five-song EP that you mastered for us, um, there's never any clash. Yeah, you know, it's always like, "Hey, what about this?" And it's like, "Yeah." So I don't understand. Like, do you find like as a producer, like if you had an idea, and the person you're working with was like, "I do not like that idea," would you just like let it go because it's their song? Oh yeah. Or would you? Would you? put a little effort into trying to keep it because you knew it was the right thing uh well okay so the right thing obviously is subjective um you know if if i feel like something is just just lacking and i feel like i've got an idea that solves that problem you know i'll i'll explain why i feel the way i do and and i'll you know try to like show what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, it's not my song, right. you know? I mean, I recently had a session where, um, you know, the the artist asked me to lay down a drum part. And I said, okay, I kind of hear it a little bit differently than the demo. And they're like, all right, well, show me what you're thinking. And so I laid down a part and they're like, oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, that's fine. So I just, I'll, I basically just laid down, you know, I, I just did it again and laid down a part that, you know, sounded pretty much like the demo, right. you know, because that's, that's kind of what they had in their head and that's what they wanted. So that's what I gave them. You know? So um, let's get into a conversation that'll lead us into a song. Cool. Um, yep. Of, a, of an artist that you've produced. So sure. where did you want to, I know there was a couple that we were talking about that you wanted to talk about. Sure. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. Kyle, that's a fun one. Okay. Uh, dangerous, dangerous wreck is the band name. Uh, Kyle Hines, a new friend of mine and client. Um, he is a sea captain with the merchant Marines and we actually met because uh, he was going to buy a, uh, an acoustic bass guitar from me on uh, Facebook Marketplace. And he came over, and it wasn't quite what he was looking for, so he didn't buy it. But we got to talking about music and stuff, and you know, he shared with me some of his, uh, his dreams as far as his own music goes. And uh, anyway, he went to work. And what that means is he leaves for three months, 
and he's floating somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean or any ocean. He's right. you know he's, he's literally somewhere. all over the world, he's all over the a world. A sea is that what they call it? Would they call it a sea? It's a, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Hopefully afloat. Yeah. Uh, no, but he's uh, you know so he's a, he's in the, he's a sea captain. He's he is the guy in charge of this enormous ship. Who knows what they're delivering, you know? But it's you know merchant marines, and he's just a very interesting guy. And so he's he was showing me when he came here months and months ago. Uh, he was showing me the, this demo that he put together on his phone, and it was like really heavy, you know, just kind of like not like death metal or any kind of core or anything, but just kinda like really heavy. <laughs> kind of had like core. a nothing with any umlauts over it. <laughs> no umlauts. <laughs> okay. the, the, the band name probably doesn't look like a pile of right. sticks, you yeah. know. Um, but it, it kind of had like a, like a three little pigs kind of energy to it. You know what I mean? Sure. You remember that tune? Green Jelly? Yeah. 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 Sure. You know, it just, it's uh Maynard James Keenan of Tool that does the, uh, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin in that. Really? Song. Yes, it is. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just, it had that energy to it. It had that kind of vibe, just like fun, but still kind of heavy and like pretty heavy, um, but fun. Sure. You know, and All so right. like he was showing me this and I'm just, you know, just getting excited about it, you know, like I, like I pretty much always do because this is fun. But uh, yeah, so anyway, he uh, sent me a demo of his song while he was out on the ship and he emailed it to me and uh, asked if I could like lay down a drum part. Now, this is not the client I was telling you about a minute ago. <laughs> so he asked if I could lay down a drum part. I said, sure. So I, I laid something down and I emailed it back to him. And he's like, holy crap, I can't wait to get home. You know. And so uh, the hurricane actually messed up his plans just a little bit. Nothing too crazy. I think he you know, got home like a week later than he expected or something like that. But then he came into the studio and laid down the bass and the guitars and the vocal and uh, basically everything else in the song except for the drums. And uh, he was having the time of his life. Uh, he just kept telling me over and over, like, this is amazing. This is amazing. You know, and like, and it was just such a cool vibe, such like, sure. just, you know, when you catch that energy in the studio, uh, it's just fun, you know, and it, it just doesn't feel like work. It really rarely does. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Kyle, his, his song, it's called Scupper Plug. And uh, I found out what a scupper plug was. You ever even heard that word in your life? No. Nope. Like a scupper? Nope. No. Okay. So there's 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 a scupper, which is like a, a place where like you know whatever's I, I think on the deck of a ship can like wash off. Oh, okay. The little the, holes on the side there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and sure. apparently there's a plug huh? that you can put in them. <laughs> so anyway, but scupper plug in this context is like a like a, a, a young shit, like a little rookie, you know, like a, ah, a like scupper plug. Yeah. Like and so the first line in the song is uh you know listen scupper plug I've sailed the seven seas you know and he's so the. <laughs> The story in the song is kind of like him sort of giving advice to this young scupper plug, but you'll come to find out it's it's probably bad advice. Okay. <laughs> and it's not exactly, you know, a way to, to live a healthy life and uh, a long life. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, I mean, Kyle's got this amazing energy and, and I think he's speaking, you know, in metaphor. Right. <laughs> I would hope so if you listen to the words in the song. Yeah. So we can, hear, the, we can hear that one now? Hell yeah, yeah! I'll play it for All you. Right, sweet. Here, so let me pull it up. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear. Scupper plug. All here. right, and then we'll be right back with Dave Tyam.
that was what, what is it? Scuttle plug? Scupper plug. Scupper plug. Yeah. Scupper plug. That's a, a dangerous wreck. It's out right now. Dangerous wreck. All right. Out, out right everywhere. Now. So well, I'll I'll link to uh I'll link to it on the page so that that people can find it. Sweet. Um. So I also wanted to before we get um too far astray, I do want to talk about the new shortwave radio band song. Yeah. Let's um, do it. It's coming out. The 15th, this is coming out whenever the hell. This is coming out Tuesday, so it, it'll be like a week. Yeah, it's a week, because I had it released on a Tuesday, because that's what you do. You release shit on a Tuesday, right? That's right. You know? You're supposed to do it, because that's the way it's always been done. That's the way it's always been done. Nobody <laughs> knows why, but new songs come out on Tuesday, and if you've never worked in radio, you might not know that, but that's typically the typically the case so it's coming out on a tuesday this comes out on a tuesday so we want to talk a little bit about the production of that um Mm -hmm. because that was another song that we i mean it basically started with just three notes on the bass guitar Mm -hmm. and that's the center of the song is just that little triad on the on the bass guitar but you took it and without really changing a ton of the structure of it like it you know it basically the the meat of it stayed the same you added so much to it and so many different things um that it changed it enough where we play it different now you know yeah. like there's different parts that we play from yeah. when we first played it and you know, we've abandoned the old version and switched over to the tayo version and i remember <laughs> it was a it felt like like some y2k shit like you know, we had the old version that we were playing it, and we're like trying to find a spot in our gigging where we could stop playing the old version and <laughs> and play the new version so that we didn't didn't fuck it up. You know, so we found a nice gap and switched over. Whatever. That's right, because I saw you guys on Central, and oh, it was yeah. it was after I sent you the pre production demo, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, cool, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. And then you played it the old way. I was like, oh, okay, all right. I guess yeah. we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get yeah, to it. We're like, we're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. You know, because we all like had to get ready. Then when we had just a long enough pause in between gigs, it was like. All right, everybody remember this practice. The old version is gone. <laughs> you know, like we got to do the new version. But nice. So when we give you a song, basically we give you, I mean, the, the skeleton of it, and then mm-hmm. you put everything together as you hear it with the embellishments and the changes that you hear, and then you send it back to us. Yep. And for the most part, that first thing that you send back to us is what ends up being the song. You know, like we usually don't see any need to change anything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in, in that way, you get just as much songwriting credit, you know, in, I mean, not that we're going to make any money on it, but if we were to, you're an equal partner in the songwriting aspect of it because you basically construct the song. So I think I wanted to like kind of talk about that in the angle of what you do here is it's mm-hmm. not just you take what people give you and then you press a couple buttons, record it, and give them something back, but you can actually help people shape the song. Yeah. And, I mean, especially on Don't Care and Someday, the first two that we did, you added so many things that just, like, they seem little, but... And they are. They're, but they're huge. But and they I mean, add up. Even in, yeah. in um, So Long the Hopeful, which is the new one that we'll play in a couple minutes, I don't know the name of the instrument, but it's like that spinny thing that reminds me of like a western you know what i mean like the rattle yeah we, I think had, I know what you mean. we had never even <laughs> talked about that and there's one of those in there and as soon as i heard it i was just like oh son of a bitch it sounds awesome you know like, <laughs> it was just like i didn't is it right at the end 
It's like toward uh, yeah. It's it's what right at the end. It, it's <laughs> a it's a vibra slap. Vibra yeah. slap. But yeah. it, but I first heard it. I was just like you know because when we were waiting on that final mix, once we'd recorded everything, when we were waiting. Like I knew you know I was like I know there's gonna be there's gonna be hidden shit that like I'm not gonna catch the first time and yeah. like you know so there's got to be an Easter egg. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, and you're you've got to be hidden. Your voice has got to be hidden on the new song somewhere. I'm or not, sh- not. I don't think I'm on it vocally. Oh, oh, I don't think so. Because that's the other yeah. Easter egg that uh, if people will listen to shortwave radio bands, don't care, and someday mm-hmm. Dave Tayo's voice is very clear <laughs> in a couple parts. Like if yeah. you know that it's coming, you can very clearly hear your your voice in it. I think that's that's awesome. Little, yeah. little Easter. Well, egg. I remember in Don't Care there is a harmony that Lonnie does. And you, of course, are singing the melody, and the harmony was so far away from the melody note. I think it was like a fifth away or whatever, if that makes sense to you know people listening. But like to to my ears, it was just too far removed. So I just sang the third. I just you know right. in that one little spot, you know. But you can hear my voice come oh, yeah, in, yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah, uh, it's on care. I think. I think I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I think it's on the word care. But anyway, you sneak it in there, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we did, um, this was like one of the first songs that we did kind of over a more extended period of time mm-hmm. because, you know, with everybody's schedules, it, it was hard to like, because with Don't Care, we did, it was just the three of us and we did it, I think in like two days or something, you know, it was like yeah, session, quick. session, and then you did your thing. And then, so this we did over a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because we had to, when everybody could get the time. So we kind of pieced it all together. Um, but I thought that was a, a kind of a more productive, not productive um, from like the studio standpoint, but from a, I have so much shit going on standpoint. Like mm-hmm. it was really nice to just be like, oh, I'm available on this day. And you're like, cool, come in on that day. And we didn't yep. have to like coordinate other, you know, everybody else's schedules. It was just like, you know, Lonnie came in, did his guitar. John came in, did his drums. Abby and Ryan did their thing. I did my thing. And then you packaged it. And once, like, we were done, it felt so quick when it was like, shit, we're done. And it was like, cool, we're done. We'll probably have something in a couple weeks. Oh, nope. Like, 48 hours later, there it is. <laughs> like, done, yeah. finished. It was like, it was so fast. And now we're just waiting for the release. Yeah. Um, but so why don't we, why don't we listen to um, the song? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, a Let's do it. Dave Tayo. I said it. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. I called it a Dave Tayo joint or a Tayo <laughs> mixes joint. You know, <laughs> nice. to be all like eighty style. But yeah, so this is the new uh, shortwave radio band song that'll be released um, a week from when you hear this. But you'll get to hear it now. It's called "So Long, the Hopeful," and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Dave Tayo.
Shortwave radio band, so long the hopeful, and I'll plug it one more time. If you want to uh, go to uh, go to uh, Spotify and give it a listen, give us a follow. That'd be pretty cool. We, you know, obviously aren't going to make any money on it, but it's it's. <laughs> you say that I do say that I, it's a good song, but it is. I mean, it's a great song, and I'm very proud of the song. But I'm, you know, th- there's zero expectation that we're going to make any money on it. Like yeah. I just think it's cool that we have them, and you know, now we have three songs just less than a year ago or no a year ago right it was just about a calendar year ago we recorded don't care and that was the first song we'd ever done it was the first original song first studio experience for me like on that level and uh i thought it was a one and done and you know we're on our third one so like well now you got a drummer and another guitar player and trumpeter yeah so. Just growing. Shit's happening. Oh, yeah, and we also can't forget the EP. We got the mm-hmm. five-song live EP with mistakes and everything. You know? <laughs> uh, so anyway, Dave, thank you so much for Welcome, uh, having me out here and taking a break um, during your your 
domestic uh, <laughs> duties, I guess you could say, to <laughs> sit here and talk shit with me for a couple minutes. And then, uh, you know, I guess just like everybody else, if there's anything you want to say before we wrap it up, anyone you want to thank, any hi moms, whatever. <laughs> hi mom, yeah, yeah. I, I love that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my website is myname.com, davidtow.com. Uh, you know, reach out if you need if you need music made. I can help you with that. Cool, I love that. So, Dave Tyer, I'm Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518, and I'll see you on the road. Peace. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.